Hi, welcome to How Did They, a podcast about successful people and how they found their success and their life along the way. I thought this would be an interesting podcast looking into some of the world's most interesting people and I thought I would start with Elon Musk. I think we can all agree that he is a very interesting person. Um, the website called theladders.com has an article about him called 25 Facts About Elon Musk That You Probably Never Knew, starting with that he was born in South Africa and moved to Canada at age 17. So he moved to Canada and enrolled in a university so that he would not have to be part of the mandatory um, military program. I think my dad in Germany had to do the same thing. You had to choose between volunteering for the military or volunteering for the fire department, and my dad chose the fire department. So he, number two, fact number two is that he describes his estranged father, Errol, as evil. Everybody in his family seems to have an interesting name, but maybe these are just South African names that I've never heard of. So Errol has shot and killed three men that attempted to break into his Johannesburg home. And he also married his stepdaughter, Jana, who is 40 years younger than him. He married his stepdaughter after divorcing her mother, Heidi. That reminds me of um, the director, Woody Allen. Same kind of deal. His mom's name is Mae Musk, and she's a model. And I'm looking at one of her Instagram pictures right now, and she is very beautiful. As of 2020, his net worth is $24.6 billion. And he became a millionaire in 1999 at age 27 when he sold his company Zip2, a web software company. And he reached billionaire status at the age of 40. Apparently, he was a quiet child and he read the entire encyclopedia by the age of nine. And when he was 12 years old, he created a video game called Blastar. And he ended up selling that for $500. So he was definitely a very gifted child. It says he was also bullied as a kid. And he taught himself uh, karate and judo and wrestling. And he's the oldest of three children. The other siblings' names are Kimball and Tosca. Is his sister's name? T-O-S-C-A. Tosca. And his younger brother owns Kitchen and Restaurant Group. And his younger sister is a filmmaker. His IQ is estimated to be 155. And he would have named his company Tesla Faraday after a British scientist, Michael Faraday, if they wouldn't have come up with the name Tesla. He also has made appearances in different movies and television shows. And he has founded eight companies. So the first one being Zip2, 
then PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, Hyperloop, OpenAL, Neuralink, and The Boring Company. I recognize all of them except for Hyperloop, OpenAL, and Neuralink. I would like to know what those three do. Um, he enrolled in school in Canada at Queen's University in Ontario. Then he went to a different university in Pennsylvania. And then he wanted to study, um, or he wanted to get his PhD in, in energy physics, but he dropped out after two days to launch Zip2 Corporation. So it sounds like he went to a few different universities and I would be interested to know why if he was getting scholarships at other companies or, I mean, at, I mean at other universities, or why he chose to move, or if he didn't like where he was living and he knew that he was smart enough to get into any university. So he also agreed to serve on two business councils for Donald Trump in 2017 but then he withdrew because of uh, the U.S. leaving the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. And he announced that on Twitter. He seems to be very active on Twitter. Those are, that's one of the things I've noticed about Elon Musk is he seems to enjoy his fame but we'll get into that a little bit more later. So he apparently doesn't make a big salary, it says, from Tesla. But I think the fact that he founded the company, I don't think it matters how much he's getting paid from them in terms of a salary. Another sad fact it says on here is that his first child died from sudden infant death syndrome. And that is when he was married to his first wife, Justine Wilson. And we'll get more into his first marriage later. So sudden infant death syndrome is, I guess it's more common in male infants. And it is just when the baby stops breathing for unknown, usually unknown reasons. Um, he has six children now, all of whom are boys. And I know that he used IVF to conceive his children. So I'm wondering if he, if having all boys was a choice for him. But I looked that up and I wasn't able to, to find out if he chose to have all boys or not. But I think that would be very interesting to know. He also has is now dating a Canadian singer known as Grimes, and they gave their baby a very interesting name. So it seems to be XAE A-12 Musk. And they did have to change the name a little bit to the Roman numeral 12 rather than the number because I guess numbers aren't allowed in names, and they call him Little X for short. He also has sent a Tesla sports car into space, and you can track it by going on whereisroadster.com. 
and it is orbiting around the sun. <laughs> Another fact is that he drove his first car until the wheels fell off, and he also lived on hot dogs and oranges for a dollar a day in university. I think those are two things we all did in university, was drive our first car until the wheels fell off and tried to live really cheaply on food, which is a little bit sad considering you're in university and you should be trying to take care of your health a little bit and have some, you know, good food to feed your brain. But I think we can all relate to that. Um, what I do find interesting, though, is that he apparently... The article that we'll get into next about how he pursued his first wife at university. Um, I think maybe by then he had sold or was in the process of selling one of his, his first company. But he did pursue her and it seemed like he took her out on nice dates and let her buy books, things like that. So I'm wondering how he was living on a dollar a day in food and was pursuing um, somebody in that way. But anyway, he is also on the list of Forbes' most powerful people. That is no surprise. I also looked into The Boring Company, which is the company that is making a tunnel to make transportation faster. So there's four locations where he's trying this in Hawthorne, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and East Coast, it says. And I watched the video. When you go to the website of theboringcompany.com, the first thing that pops up is a video, and it shows how fast a car is getting to a certain location compared to the tunnel route. And the tunnel takes about a minute, and the 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 normal road takes about four minutes. Um, so it's a pretty small tunnel so far that they show. But I guess it really would cut down on time if it were to be a longer distance. The other thing I wanted to look up, excuse my cat meowing in the background. The other thing that really intrigued me was his first wife. So his second wife did not speak as openly about their marriage. His second wife, he married twice. His first wife, he was only married to once. And her name was Justine. And she's the one that he pursued in university. So she... Uh, she was uh, wanted to be a writer. It says in an article by Marie Claire. I don't know if she wrote it. It sounds like it is her talking or if it's, I don't know if it's an interview. But the title is called I Was a Starter Wife, Inside America's Messiest Divorce. And I will see if there's an author's name at the bottom to give credit to. It does not look like there is. It kind of sounds like Justine wrote this. And since she went to school to be a writer, that would make sense. 
So it says, when I first met Elon, I wasn't blonde. I was an aspiring writer in my first year at Queen's University in Ontario, Canada, sprung from a small hometown and recovering from a difficult case of first love with the older man I'd left behind. I liked older. I liked poetic and rebellious and tortured. I liked a guy who parked his motorcycle beneath my dorm room window and called my name through the twilight. Romeo in a dark brown leather jacket. Elon wasn't like that. A fellow student a year ahead of me, he was a clean-cut upper-class boy with a South African accent who appeared in front of me one afternoon as I was leaping up the steps to my dorm. He said we'd met at a party I knew I hadn't been to. Years later, he would confess that he had noticed me from across the cabin room and decided he wanted to meet me. He, was, he invited me out for ice cream. I said yes, but then blew him off with a note on my dorm room on my dorm room door. Several hours later, my head bent over my Spanish text in an overheated room in the student center. I heard a polite cough behind me. Elon was smiling awkwardly, two chocolate chip ice cream cones dripping down his hands. He's not a man who takes no for an answer. He was a scientific type, at home with numbers, commerce, and logic. I was not the only woman he pursued, but even after he transferred to Wharton, he kept sending roses. When he'd returned to Queens to visit friends, I found myself agreeing to have dinner with him. Once in the bookstore together, I pointed to a shelf and said, one day I want to own books to go right there. One day I want my own books to go right there. I had said this to a girlfriend who laughed and spun her heel, but Elon not only took me seriously, he seemed impressed. Uh, it was the first time that a boy found my sense of ambition instead of my long, narrow, instead of my long hair or narrow waist attractive. Previous boyfriends complained that I was competitive, but Elon said I had a fire in my soul. When he told me, I see myself in you, I knew what he meant. After I graduated, I taught English second language in Japan for a year. Elon and I had then gone our separate ways. Back in Canada, I took a bartending job, worked on my novel, and debated whether to go back to Japan or grad school. One night, I heard myself tell my sister, if Elon ever calls me again, I think I'll go for it. I might have missed something there. He called me one week later. So after reading that, for the first time, I thought to myself that, first of all, Elon transfers universities and colleges a lot, and he keeps in touch with his friends at his old, old, old universities. I guess that makes sense if you... Uh, his whole family, I think, may have still been back in South Africa. So it would make sense that, you know, your friends kind of become your family. But I'm wondering if he was pursuing women in this way at all the universities he went to. And then keeping in touch with them after he transferred to different universities. I don't know. Just a thought. Um, the article continues... After graduation, he'd moved to Silicon Valley. He was sharing an apartment in Riding View with three roommates and building his first dot-com company, Zip2. I soon flew out for the first of many visits. One night over dinner, he asked me how many kids I wanted to have. One or two, I said. Although if I could afford nannies, I'd like to have four. He laughed. That's the difference between you and me. I just assume that there will be nannies. He made a rocking motion with his arms and said happily, baby. 
Then he took me to a bookstore, handed me his credit card. Buy as many books as you want, he said. No man had ever said anything sweeter. Two years later, two months before our January 2000 wedding, Elon told me we had an appointment with a lawyer who was going to help us with a financial agreement. It's not a prenup. Although I'd been dating a struggling 20-something entrepreneur, I was now engaged to a wealthy one. Elon had sold Zip2, which partnered with newspapers to help him get online in 1999 the year before he and the year before and was worth about 20 million dollars overnight so they bought a new condo he bought a 1 million dollar sports car and a small plane their day-to-day routine seemed to remain the same except for also having flying lessons she made uneasy jokes that he was about to dump her for a supermodel. Instead, he proposed getting down on one knee on a street corner. Then it gets into her discussing that she signed uh, a financial agreement and apparently Elon said it was his company PayPal that was urging him to have this financial agreement. And it ended up not being something that was, you know, worked in her favor when they decided to divorce because it had it had to do with mediation and keeping anything spoken to be confidential. So she did not... Um, care to look into that because she, of course, wanted to think that their relationship would last forever. Um, so still there were warning signs, she says. As we danced at our wedding reception, Elon told me, I am the alpha in this relationship. <laughs> she said, I shrugged it off just as I would later shrug off signing the postnuptial agreement, but as time went on, I learned he was serious. He had grown up in the male-dominated culture of South Africa, and the will to compete and dominate that made him so successful in business did not magically shut off when he came home. This and the vast economic imbalance between us meant that the months following our wedding, a certain dynamic began to take hold. Elon's judgment overruled mine, and he was constantly remarking on the ways that he found me lacking. I am your wife, I told him repeatedly, not your employee. If you were my employee, he said, just as often, I would fire you. Uh, This kind of reminds me of, if you've ever watched the show Very Cavallari with Kristen Cavallari and her former husband, Jay Cutler, they would say kind of um, sarcastic things like that to each other. I think... Some people can interpret it as like a fun banter, but um, it does, if you hear it often enough to be told that, you know, your life, it makes you feel as if your life isn't as important because you're not the breadwinner. And um, I could see that getting old really fast. And I think it probably had something to do with the end of uh, both Jay and Kristen and Justine and Elon Musk's, if I had to guess. Um, so it says, 
It goes on to say that there, when they put in the same time as he sold the PayPal company, which was which made him over a hundred million dollars in that same week, they placed their firstborn down for a nap, and he had stopped breathing, and he died from sudden infant death syndrome. And he'd been deprived of oxygen for so long that he was declared brain dead. They had him on life support for three days and he they decided to take him off life support and he died in her arms. It then goes on to talk about that developing into a depression for her even though they did try to get pregnant again right away. And Elon did not want to talk about the son's death death at all. And he didn't understand why she wanted to grieve openly and it regarded it as emotionally manipulative. So that is extremely sad. So she also then gave birth to twins and triplets. Again, they were all males and I still would like to know why. <laughs> uh, she sold three novels to Penguin and Simon and & Schuster but even so, she was still in an inward spiral of depression and distraction that would be continuing today if one of our nannies hadn't noticed me struggling. She approached me with the name of an excellent therapist. Dubious, I gave it a shot. In those weekly sessions, I began to get perspective on what my life had become. So then it goes on to talk about what her life has become. So they go to black tie fundraisers. They party next to Paris Hilton and Leonardo DiCaprio. They are on yachts and private jets. Um, but something I did notice is that he... Um, she says, Elon was obsessed with his work. When he was home, his mind was elsewhere. I longed for deep and heartfelt conversations, for intimacy and empathy. And while I sacrificed a normal family for his career, Elon started to say that I read too much, shrugging off my book deadlines. This felt like a dismissal and a stark reversal from the days when he was so supportive. When we argued over the house or the kids' sleeping schedule, my faults and flaws came under the microscope. I felt insignificant in his eyes and I began to think about what effect our dynamic would have on our five young sons. In the spring of 2008, eight years after our wedding, a car accident served as my wake-up call. And it says that instead of, instead of, um, it says that her first thought after the car accident wasn't, thank God nobody's hurt. It was, my husband is going to kill me. And in my mind's eye, I would, could suddenly see myself, a woman who'd gotten very thin and very blonde, stumbling out of a very expensive car with the front wheel smashed in. I barely recognized myself. I had turned into a trophy wife and I sucked at it. I wasn't detailed oriented enough to maintain a perfect house or be a perfect hostess. I could no longer hide my boredom when the men talked and the women smiled and listened. I wasn't interested in Botox or makeup or reducing the appearance of the scars from my C-sections. And no matter how many highlights I got, Elon pushed me to go blonder. Go platinum, he kept saying, and I kept refusing. 
this that's something that I have also read about in about his second marriage is that his employees at SpaceX noticed his mood got better the blonder his wife got so it seems like he is in a good mood when he is in control I think he needs to be in control of things such as even if it's hair color I feel like if some if some powerful woman like this writer Justine gives in to him about a hair color it I think means something for him I think that's also interesting. I don't know if it even if he even likes blondes because all three of his partners in the media are not blonde. So this one, Justine and his act his second actress wife and now his third singer songwriter partner Grimes is definitely not blonde. So I wonder if it has more to do with the control rather than if he actually is into blondes. (laughs) So it says, Not long after the accident, I sat on our bed with my knees pulled up to my chest and tears in my eyes. I told Elon in a soft voice that was nonetheless filled with conviction that I needed to change our life. I didn't want to be a sideline player in the multi-million dollar spectacle of my husband's life. I wanted equality. I wanted partnership. I wanted to love and be loved the way we had before before he made all his millions. Elon agreed to enter counseling, but he was running two companies and carrying a planet of stress. One month and three sessions later, he gave me an ultimatum. Either we fix our marriage today or I will divorce you tomorrow. By which I understood he meant our status quo works for me, so it should work for you. He filed for divorce the next morning. I felt numb but strangely relieved. Eight years after I signed the postnup, I began to understand what I'd done. So then it talks about how the prenup or postnup did not work in her favor. And in the months after our separation, I dyed my hair and cut it. I also developed a friendship that gradually deepened into romance with a man I'd known casually for years. One night he took me to a reading of Eve Ensler's new play. This is Power Women Central, he said as we watched Ariana Huffington hold court in the front row. As he pointed out other prominent women in the audience, I realized the kind of social world I'd been living in. The females who populated it were the young wives and girlfriends of wealthy men, or the personal assistants who cater to them. Women disappeared after some point in their 30s, and any female ambition other than looking beautiful shopping and overseeing the domestic realm became an inconvenience. So, I wonder if she is still with this person that she went on a date with after her divorce i would be interested to know she says now i don't know if this is true now i don't know when this article was written but it says that she is still estranged from elon oh it was written in 2010 so 10 years ago she is estranged from elon and they communicate through his assistant Um, and she said she doesn't regret her marriage she's worked through some of the anger but both at Elon for rendering me so disposable and myself for buying into a fairy tale when I should have known better but I will always respect the brilliant and visionary person that he is although I can't regret the divorce 
I also can't regret the divorce. Elon and I share custody of their children who are thriving. I feel grounded now and deeply grateful for my life. And some unexpected things happened. Throughout the divorce proceedings, his, his fiance and I discovered that we liked each other. People were puzzled that I didn't want to poke chopsticks in her eyeballs. It's kind of like a French movie, observed a friend. And I sent Tallulah an email. I would rather live out, out the French movie version of things in which the two women become friends and various philosophies are pondered than the American version in which one is good and one is bad and there's a huge catfight sequence and someone gets thrown off a balcony. She responded, let's do as the French do. She is, by all accounts, lovely, bright, and a very young person <laughs> and better fitted to my ex-husband's lifestyle and personality than I was. I wonder if that is... um meant as a little bit of an insult. Although she had dark hair when she when she and Elon first met, she is now blonder than I've ever been. Oh. And that is how it ends. I also looked into the Tallulah Riley marriage. That's his second wife who he was married to twice. And she did not come out with the amazing article like this one. But it does, there, there is one article that I found by CheatSheet.com. It's called Elon Musk married Tallulah Riley twice before divorcing her for good. So as part of him, I think, needing to be in control, it also seems like he needs to be the one that files for divorce. I don't think he had kids with her. No, because he had the twins and the triplets with his first wife. And now with his partner Grimes, they recently had that one baby, little X. So that makes six. So it says that he met Tallulah Riley at a bar after his divorce from Justine Wilson. And it is kind of funny the way that she describes him. Because it doesn't seem like these women are into him at first. And he must like the chase because... After he has them, I don't know if he, um, you know, takes care of the relationship or, like, gives it the work and attention that it needs to survive. So she's an actress, and she says, I remember thinking that this guy probably didn't get to talk to young actresses a lot and that he seemed quite nervous, she said. I decided to be really nice to him and give him a nice evening. Little did I know that he'd spoken to a lot of pretty girls in his life. Vance then noted that Musk wanted nothing to do with other women. After meeting Riley, their relationship progressed from there. And Vance is, that's referring to Ashley Vance's book, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Quest for a Fantastic Future. It says it was marital bliss for Musk and Riley back in 2010, but just two years later, they decided to go their separate ways. Musk took to Twitter at the time to express how much he still adored Riley. It was an amazing four years. I will love you forever. You will make someone very happy one day, Musk tweeted. So why did they split the first time? The publication notes Musk said he simply fell out of love with the actress after spending four years together. We took some time apart for several months to see if... Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and unfortunately it did not. I still love her, but I'm not in love with her. 
and I can't really give her what she wants. So I'm wondering, it doesn't say what she wants, but I wonder if it's the same thing that his first wife wanted, which was just to maybe feel like an equal, but it, it doesn't say, so I can only speculate. Even so, he vowed he'd still stay friends with her, but staying married was far too difficult. Every day was just too difficult. It seems Musk may have had more lingering feelings for Riley than he thought. Just 18 months after their divorce, Musk and Riley reconciled and married again, but it didn't last. Musk filed for a divorce in 2014 on New Year's Eve, but he didn't follow through with the plan initially and withdrew the petition seven months after filing, and then Riley filed for divorce next. And their divorce for the second time was official in 2016. Despite scrutiny and questioning from the public, Musk and Riley remained friends through it all. They seemed to occasionally still see each other, though it looks like their romance fizzled out. Neither Riley or Musk have married since, though it looks like Grimes and Musk are getting super serious. And yes, they did get very serious because they have a baby together now. Uh, so those were all the articles that I read through to learn more about Elon Musk. I think I find his his relationship with his dad to be very sad, as well as him losing his firstborn must have been extremely sad as well. Um, and I wonder if his relationship with his dad has something to do with how he is with women. You know, in psychology, they do say that how you your parents are with each other has a lot to do with how you are in relationships. So I wonder if that has affected him in some way. But of course, relationships are just hard and it could be for any number of reasons. I find him wanting all his partners to be blonde <laughs> to be kind of funny and I just wonder why and um, I wonder where his new relationship will take him as I think Grimes is probably younger than his other two partners not that that matters all that much but I wonder what Justine would have to say about that and actually, I do know what she said, because in an article it said that she thought that Tallulah seemed like a better partner for him than Grimes. <laughs> so it seems like she always has something to say. And I definitely, if she has an Instagram, I would like to follow her, since I don't have Twitter. But yes, I do. I like Justine. I like her comments on things. So that is my first episode about Elon Musk. Thank you for listening. See you next time.